Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here. And before I dive in, I just want to let you know, if you're a longtime listener or follower, you might hear or see me a little differently. I've got a new camera and mic setup, and I'd love to hear some feedback from you. If you are, again, a regular listener, watcher, follower, whatever that is, tell me if it's good, tell me if it's worse. I'm just curious to get opinions on that. But that aside, let's dive in because it's Sunday, so we are doing breaches of the week. And this week, in breaches is absolutely nuts. But before we begin, I'd like to thank the following people that sent me a lot of this information. And that would be Andy Jenkinson, Jay Dance, Barrett Peterson, and Scott Newberger. Guys, thank you very much. And if you have a tip for me, please send it my way, and I'll give you a shout-out here as well. Moving on, let's get going because this is a crazy week. First, we're talking about the Diligent Corporation. And this looks like a big supply chain breach because it was reported that Diligent software was accessed and data was downloaded. And one of their customers that is reporting right now is UC Health. This is part of UCLA, a major hospital system, obviously, in Southern California. So we'll see where this goes. But heads up, Diligent is reporting, and I promise you we're going to see more. Moving on, let's talk about Zendesk. You might have heard of them. They're a big tech company. On January 19th, uh, basically of this year, reports began to surface about a potential Zendesk data breach. While the company has yet to publicly confirm that it was a target of a cyber attack, some of the company's customers reported receiving emails informing them of a data breach based on the currently available information. We are talking about customer account information being leaked. After confirming that consumer data was leaked, Zendesk did indeed begin sending out data breach notification emails, and that's about all we have right now. So we'll see where that goes, but this is obviously just... Uh, really recent in the news, Zendesk looking like they got hit. Moving on, let's talk about Charter Communications, one of the larger telecom uh, companies in the United States, because they said one of their third-party vendors suffered from a security breach after data from that company uh, was basically showing up on a hacker forum. This past Thursday, a forum user posted information allegedly stolen from the company that included names, account numbers, addresses, and more for about 550,000 uh, 550, customers of Charter Communication. Obviously, that's rather large. Heads up to you if you use Charter for all your ISP and telecom needs. Moving on. Let's talk about Zach's investment research because Zach's discovered at the end of last year that some customer uh, records had been accessed without authorization. An internal investigation into the incident uh, determined that a threat actor gained access to the network somewhere between November 21st, uh, no, excuse me, November of 2021 through August of 2022, almost a year. Now, it's unclear if any data was stolen, but the information in, uh, in the breach included full names, addresses, phone numbers email addresses and passwords for the zax.com website so if you've done any research or been a participant in zax heads up to you you may be out there moving on Let's talk about a company called MScripts. On January 17th of this year, they filed notice of breach with the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Office of Civil Rights. This is a healthcare breach after determining that confidential consumer information entrusted to that company was accessible by an unauthorized party. Based on their official filing, the incident likely uh, resulted in unauthorized parties gaining access to consumer-protected health information and possibly other sensitive types. After confirming that data was leaked, they also started Started sending out letters to impacted individuals. So heads up to you if you use M scripts, I'm assuming for all your prescription needs. Moving on, let's talk about Stratford University. Because on January 26th of this year, they filed a notice of data breach with the Attorney General of Maine after that institution learned that it basically 
had been ransomed. There's a ransomware uh, uh, compromise, and here we are. Now, based on their filing, the incident resulted in an unauthorized party gaining access to first and last names, phone numbers, addresses, email addresses, dates of birth, social identification, student identification numbers, excuse me, passport numbers, and social security numbers as well. After confirming that consumer data was leaked, Stratford began sending out data breach notification letters to all individuals. Moving on, let's talk about Insulet because this week just doesn't stop for healthcare. Insulet has issued an alert for a data breach that may have compromised the health data of thousands of users of its Omnipod insulin pump. Now, the device maker notified users and filed a report with HHS on January 5th. And according to that database, they are basically looking at 29,000 Omnipod users. So if you have an Omnipod insulin pump by Insulet, you better check in. You could be compromised. I hate to say that. Moving on. Let's talk about Lutheran Social Services of Illinois. On January 25th, uh, Lutheran Social Services of Illinois filed a notice of data breach with the Attorney General of Maine following a ransomware attack that compromised the confidential patient information on their network. Uh, basically, according to the filing, what we're talking about are names, dates of birth, social security, financial account information, driver's license information, biometric information, medical diagnosis and treatment information, as well as health insurance information. After confirming this was leaked, they began sending out breach letters as well. So not a good week, again, for healthcare, Lutheran Social Services of Illinois. But let's switch to banking because the Bank of Eastern Oregon is also up on the chopping block this week because on January 20th, they filed a notice uh, with the Attorney General of Montana after learning that an employee email account containing confidential customer information was accessed by an unauthorized party. Based on the company's official filing, the incident resulted in an unauthorized party gaining access to consumer-sensitive information. We don't yet know what that information is at the moment, but they are sending out notification letters as well. So heads up, Bank of Eastern Oregon customers, there you go. Let's move back on back to healthcare because, again, this is that week. Satellite Healthcare is next up because on January 20th, they filed notice with the Texas Attorney General. Unauthorized party was able to access and potentially steal confidential patient information that had been entrusted to them. Now, based on the official filing, what we are talking about basically are names, financial account information, and protected health information. After confirming that that was leaked, they're also sending out letters of 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 breach as well. Moving on, let's talk about Livingston Memorial, another health corporation, because basically Livingston Memorial VNA Health Corporation and its affiliates, Livingston Memorial Visiting Nurse Association and Livingston Caregivers, together known as Livingston Memorial, filed with Montana's Attorney General. Uh, basically, they had a ransomware attack as well. And so based on that, what was stolen, apparently, uh, we don't necessarily know just yet because it has not been publicly released, but you can assume it's going to be all the health information I've mentioned about a million times uh, in this video and podcast last year. They're sending out notices as well. Moving on, let's go straight into left field into the UK with an ice rink operator known as Planet Ice. An email sent to customers said that only non-financial data had been stolen because a third party is handling basically the financial payments to that ice rink. This means that the attackers may have been able to gain access to people's names, addresses, and passwords used for the Planet Ice website when you're logging in, and I'm guessing booking reservations to go to the ice rink. Now, this company operates 14 ice rinks across the United Kingdom, including 
sites in Bristol, Leeds, and West Midlands. Approximately 200,000 people have been affected by this security breach, according to Planet Ice. So heads up, all of you Ice Rink fans in, in uh, Leeds, Bristol, and West Midlands, heads up to you. Moving on, let's talk about the Hive ransomware gang, and this one actually is a really good thing. The FBI seized the computer infrastructure used by the Hive ransomware gang, which has extorted more than $100 million from hospitals, schools, and other victims around the world, according to U.S. officials this past Thursday. We don't have much more information than this, but again, Hive was making about $100 million a year. They're one of the most prolific ransomware gangs out there, kind of replacing our evil at that top spot of $100 million plus. And so if they're getting shut down and arrested, that's always a good thing. The good guys sometimes win on breaches of the week. Moving on, we are not done because there are plenty more bad guys. Next, we have to talk about Russian and Iranian state hackers. Now, interestingly enough, these state-sponsored hackers from both of these companies are increasingly targeting British politicians, journalists, and researchers with sophisticated campaigns aimed at gaming, aim, aimed, I can't speak today, at gaining access to an individual's email, and that's according to Britain's online security agency warning us this past Thursday. Now, the National Cybersecurity Center issued that alert about two groups from Russia and Iran warning that those in government defense think tanks and from media basically warning them against clicking malicious links from people posting as conference hosts, journalists, or even colleagues. Both groups have been active for some, year, for some years, but it's understood they've recently stepped up their activities in the United Kingdom as the war in Ukraine continues, as well as operating in the United States and other NATO uh, allied countries as well. They aim to steal secrets or leak correspondence online to embarrass high-profile figures, but this has nothing to do with the extortion of money. So, obviously, this is a huge problem. If you have any kind of prominence or could be a, basically a black-eye embarrassment to the United Kingdom, the United States, or NATO allies, be vigilant, be on guard, make sure that who you're talking to you actually know. Uh, I don't click on links. I usually don't download documents and all of that unless I'm expecting them, and, I've, and even when I do, I'm running them through sandboxes to check them. Super, super important, so make sure you've got good vigilance out there. We are always, always under attack. Moving on, let's talk about the TSA or the Transportation Security Agency here in the United States. If you didn't know, they have a no-fly list, meaning if you're on that list and you go to the airport and try to get on an airplane, you'll be rejected automatically. And you know where I'm going with this because the Daily Dot reported that a Swiss hacker known as Maya Arsen Krimu found an, an unsecured server belonging to uh, U.S. airline carrier Commute Air, their regional carrier out of Ohio. Quote, the server contained data from a 2019 version of the federal no-fly list that included first and last names and dates of birth. That's according to Commute Air corporate communications manager Eric Kane talking to the Daily Dot. Quote, in addition, certain Commute Air employees and flight information was accessible. We have submitted notification to the Security and Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, and we are continuing with full investigation. So heads up to you if you're on the no-fly list. One, I hope you're not there as a false positive, as that has been known to happen. And two, everybody got exposed, including, uh, I guess, information on employees and logistics for commute air. So heads up to you, commute air passengers as well, and employees. And finally... 
And we have two finalists for you. Uh, this next one is interesting and deeply concerning as a supply chain hit. We are talking about a group called Odin Intelligence. That's O-D-I-N Intelligence. And they are a police software and services provider. So you know this isn't good. Here's what's happening. Cyber attackers breached Odin Intelligence's internal servers to steal data that included both internal company information and data uploaded by police department clients, meaning the information police departments were sending Odin. Now, the leak exposed police plans for to-be-launched raids, as well as information on suspects, victims, convicted sex offenders, and people who may be in the vicinity of raids, according to TechCrunch. Now, uh, Odin Intelligence provides police departments with services like sex offender need assessment ratings, known as SONAR. That's a system that local and state law enforcement use to remotely monitor registered sex offenders, and Sweep Wizard, which is an app that police use for coordinating and planning raids. Transparency Organization Distributed Denial of Services or DDO, DDO Secrets received this data which it provided to then journalists and researchers alike. DDO Secrets also uh, stated that they have 19 gigabytes of information from Odin Intelligence and Sweep Wizard while an Odin Notice of Breach described the theft as 16 gigabytes and obviously this is not good. Having this information out there ahead of time, uh, you know, is is obviously very damaging and possibly harmful, uh, you know, for the police in terms of transparency and all of that. I don't think people are fans of things like no-knock warrants and all that kind of stuff. I don't know how far this goes, but if you are in any way, shape, or form related to a police department that uses them, they may have that information, and that may, information may be out there, whether you're a victim of a raid or, or the target of a raid or living next door to the raid, not to mention just you know, criminals and everything else that are exposed out there. It's a very dangerous situation to be in. So hopefully that gets cleaned up. Hopefully uh, DDO secrets or distributed denial of secrets uh, will keep, basically keep a lid on this. Journalists and researchers are different than saying, hey, everybody, you know, let's go look at the public. God forbid, you know, they're going to raid a drug cartel and the drug cartel now knows they're coming. So we'll see what happens with that, with this. But obviously that's a huge one. And finally, finally, we have to talk about LastPass, the parent company, uh, basically, specifically LastPass's parent company, I should say, GoTo. And honestly, it's been raining poop <laughs> on GoTo. First LastPass and now the other side of their company. And here's what's going on. LastPass owner GoTo, formerly known as LogMeIn, which I'm sure you've heard of. And I'm sure this is GoToMeeting, GoToWebinar, all that kind of stuff. So LastPass owner GoTo, formerly LogMeIn, this past Tuesday disclosed that an unidentified threat actor was able to steal encrypted backups of some customer data along with the encryption key for some of those backups in a November 2022 incident. Now, the breach which targeted a third-party cloud storage service impacted basically the go-to products Central, Pro, Join.me, Hamachi, and Remotely Anywhere, according to them. Quote, the affected information, which varies by product, May include, may include account usernames, salted and hashed passwords, a portion of multi-factor authentication, MFA settings, as well as some product settings and licensing information. That is according to the spokesperson for GoTo. Additionally, multi-factor authentication settings pertaining to a subset of its GoTo uh, MyPC and LogMeIn Rescue customers were impacted, although there is no evidence that the encrypted databases associated with those two services was actually exfiltrated. The company 
did not disclose how many users were impacted, but it, it but said it's directly contacting the victims to provide additional information and recommending certain actionable steps to secure their accounts. And that's obviously a very, very concerning thing because a lot of you know IT service providers will use these kinds of products and basically store these agents on their customer servers or customer computers or both to basically gain remote access. On top of this, my concern is that they are not being transparent just as we did not have full transparency with LastPass the last time this happened. And I did a video in August when LastPass first got hit and subsequent videos as more information came out. And that one from August, I said, they're not being transparent. They keep saying, oh, well, it's on the, it's on the, not on the customer side, only on the business side. Well, great. What access does the business side have to the customer side? They weren't transparent on that. They kept saying there was zero knowledge. What on earth does that mean to them? And that was never really explained. And sure, enough it got worse and so i have no doubt in my mind and again this is my opinion my speculation but i'm not doubting this that i'm sure there's more to this story that we are going to see because they have not been fully transparent as some companies have in their uh, in the same situation as they have been so we're going to see where this goes but heads up to you if you use go to anything or log me in anything as well as LastPass, it's really time to switch it's really time to change and so those were your breaches of the week were you affected let me know. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And please feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. And please also give me some feedback on today's video in terms of quality and today's audio in terms of quality, good or bad. I definitely want to hear it. And thank you very much.